Cairo. Feast. Take a bite out of Dr. Jeff's wisdom so you can pay it forward. Come and get it. Cairo Feast is online. And man, I'm hoping that you are hungry today. I hope then, and I pray that you just want a nugget. You want the nugget for today. You want the morsel. You want the piece that's going to serve you today, that's going to make a difference in your life today, that's actually going to make something different happen than what, what was going to happen before you listen to this. So whether you're at the end of your day or at the beginning of the day, it's the perfect time, it's the perfect moment for you to get fed and, and for you to get uh, some kind of a morsel, some kind of a nugget that's going to make a difference for you. So here we go. Let's get it on with the Cairo Feast. Let's talk about, actually, I, I just wanted to tip you off a little bit with some of the topics and some of the people that you're going to hear from. And I'll, I'll deal with the people later, but let me just tell you right now, I'm just going to give you a, a quick list. These are some of the things that you're going to hear about in upcoming podcasts. You're going to hear about investing. You're going to hear about different advisors that you should have in your life. You're going to hear about allowing change to happen. You're going to hear about core values, how good design is important, how to have a working lunch. What does it mean to have creative juices flowing within your being? How to uh, deal with time management and preparedness? What kind of office hours should you have? How about collaboration? How to have some swagger in your life? How to take initiative? How to resonate at the right level? How to resonate high in order to influence people and how to train? Um, man, we got a lot of really cool topics and I have a lot of really cool people to introduce you to as well that are going to bring some great information to you and some wisdom to you. So man, you've got to stay tuned and you've got to share. I require it. If you are going to be connected to me, you are responsible to share. In fact, you know, one of the, one of the things that I've always uh, talked about with people is that with knowledge comes res- responsibility. With knowledge comes responsibility because with knowledge, um, you now have the responsibility to share it for that knowledge to make a difference. And the only way that knowledge can make a difference is if you incorporate it into your life, it makes a difference in how you act, how you think, and who you are and that you share that knowledge with other people. So it is your responsibility to share this information from Cairo Feast. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about how to be coachable. Well, do you need a coach? Answer that question. Do you feel like you need a coach? And if you say, no, I don't need a coach, then you were me about 25 years ago because I felt I didn't need a coach. I went through the first probably... Eight years in practice saying, no, I, I don't want to have a coach. I, wanna, I, don't, I was so stinking frugal. I didn't want to pay the money to be coached. I went to a lot of seminars. I gathered wisdom from a lot of people, but I didn't have a coach. And I could not have been more wrong. My practice exploded once I started receiving coaching. And uh, a group called the Master Circle was a group that I first started coaching with great people and great coaches and a great organization. And uh, I really enjoyed that. And I brought uh, with me some of my team. And so we got to do it together as a team and be coached together. And so um, I was very successful prior to coaching. 
but it doubled after I started coaching. So if you don't think you need a coach, I'm just telling you straight up, man, you, you are wrong. You are wrong. Everybody has a coach. Tiger Woods has a coach. LeBron James has a coach. Everybody has a coach. So don't think it's a bad thing. It's not a humbling thing. It's not like uh, you need to think that you're not enough. Just know that, man, you can save a lot of time, effort, and money by learning from somebody who's already been there, somebody who's already done it. Why not? Why would you reinvent the stinking wheel when you don't have to? So you know, don't, and I'm not saying this because I'm a coach and you know I'm telling you you need to coach with me because... You know, I don't have that many slots to be able to coach many more chiropractors. And and uh, there are so many awesome coaches out there that can help people. So tap into somebody. It doesn't matter because every coach has good things to share. And they've also got a bunch of stuff that you'll probably file away as not worth listening to. And that's okay, too. I just hope that when, when I coach somebody that they find the nugget. Find the piece. Um, in what you say and what you do and what you share every single day. So coaching is is super important. And today I came up with the top seven characteristics of a coachable person, a coachable business person. So what do you need to be like? Okay, what are the characteristics of somebody that's truly coachable? Okay, because I've had both experiences. I've had people that are so much fun to coach that I can't wait to get on the phone with them. I can't wait to FaceTime them, to see their face and for them to see my face and my passion and to share that passion. And that just these people, it's like the 30 minutes that I'm on the phone with them goes by in a blink. There are fun people to coach and there are people that are torture to coach. And I'm gonna tell you some of those things that make them very difficult to coach. And number one, Characteristic of somebody that's coachable is humility. Somebody that says, please teach me. I don't know everything. Um, I'm looking for knowledge and I, I appreciate the fact that you've got some and, and I want it. And I, I, want, I want to hear what you have to share. Humility. Knowing what you know and knowing what you don't know. Man, it's more important that you realize what you don't know my goodness, there are so many things in, in, in a chiropractic business that I'm bad at, that I don't know well, okay? I'm going to share with you one right now, and that is compliance in my office. I am, I'm bad at compliance. Not that, I, not that I, you know, am not running my business in a compliant manner. It's just that I don't want to study it. I don't want to learn it. And I've got people in my organization that love it. And I specifically have a coach that coaches my team on compliance because I want my organization to be compliant and legal and on the up and up and have integrity. I want compliance in my business, but man, I don't want to go to a seminar to learn it. I want my team to learn it and apply it in my business. Okay. So um, knowing what you know and knowing what you don't know and don't be arrogant Oh my goodness. The hardest person for me to coach is somebody that's arrogant and cocky. Oh my goodness. 
because I feel like I just need to humble them before I can coach them. And I don't like humbling anybody. That's just, it's just no fun. It's, I like encouraging people and lifting people up. The last thing I want to do is kind of bring people down. And sometimes when somebody's arrogant, it's just it's so hard for me to uh, to deal with that. So, and I learned a good lesson. Um, boy, this was probably about eight or nine years ago. And I'm going to share this with you because it's that important. I'm going to take the time to do that. I was at a BNI meeting. Now, BNI stands for Business Networking International. It's a great organization. In fact, they've got a tagline, a very core value for Business Networking International, uh, which was created by Ivan Meisner, um, who I can call a friend. Um, he, one of his core values is giver's gain. And it's the same thing as, as one of the core values that we have, which is pay it forward. Giver's gain just basically means someone who gives will also gain. Okay, What comes around goes around, so you better start giving. If you ever want to receive, then you better just focus on giving. And so Giver's Gain is, is part of BNI, and, uh, the BNI culture. And I was, I was at a meeting, and I was, um, I was a speaker at this uh, meeting. And so I shared about, a, I think, about a five- to seven-minute uh, speech. And we had a few guests that were there, not members, but guests. And a gentleman that was in the group with me, and I was a member for 18 years uh, of BNI, and he shared with me, and this was probably about three or four years ago that he shared this. And uh, he said, hey, do you remember this meeting when you gave such and such a speech and blah, blah, blah? And I said, yeah, I do. He said, let me tell you something that happened at that meeting that you don't know about. And I said, please tell me. And he said, after you got done speaking, I had a guest that was there. And he leaned over to me and he said, boy, that guy seems pretty arrogant. And I was like, wow. I mean, you, you couldn't have done anything worse to me other than like stabbing me in the gut than to call me arrogant. And I said, well, what did you, what, how did you respond to him saying that? And he said, well, I leaned over to him and I whispered back to him, there's a big difference between arrogance and confidence. He's just a very confident individual. And, he, and my friend who was in the group knew that. He knew that I was confident. He knew that was a characteristic of mine. And he knew my heart and knew that I was not arrogant. But that didn't matter to me because the perception that I gave, that this guest, this person that I didn't know, this guest perceived that I was arrogant, and that just cut me. That was, that was a gut punch. And so ever since that story was told to me, I always do my best. When I'm speaking, when I'm uh, presenting myself in public, et cetera, et cetera, is when I'm coaching people is not to, be, not to come off, not to be perceived as arrogant, uh, but to be confident in a humble way. So... The top seven characteristics of a coachable business person, number one is humility, and number two is confidence. And those are things that, that seem like they're kind of opposites, humility and confidence. But in confidence, I want, you to, I want you to think about this. You have to have confidence when you're being coached to actually take the things that you're being taught and put them into action. 
have confidence that those suggestions are good ones that work. Okay? Know that the ideas that you've been given have been given to you because your coach has seen them work. Okay? Think about a football uh, coach. He knows certain plays tend to work. Not every time, but they're going to work most of the time, which is why he coaches the certain plays for the players to follow. So it's no different in chiropractic or any other business for that matter. Uh, When a coach suggests something, they've seen it work before. Okay, and so your job is to ask the right questions and say, okay, how do you make that work the best? What are the things I need to do? Let me write them down. Okay, and that is number three. The number three characteristic of a coachable business person is to ask insightful questions. Ask good questions because the most successful people on the planet always have the most questions, okay? Now, I'm not going to you know, just pat myself on the back here, but uh, I am going to pat myself for a second because... When I was in chiropractic school, when I was in grad school, I was one of the nerds. Yep, you guessed it. I was the dork that sat in the front row. And uh, me and a buddy of mine, we had the same seat. Why do people sit in the same seats all the time? It's crazy. Uh, It's kind of stupid, to be honest with you. But I sat in the same seat. And when it came time after lectures, I always had more than one question. And I asked questions. I was that kid that everybody else wanted to be done with the lecture and get out of the, the classroom. But I was that, that idiot that kept asking questions. So it delayed everybody else getting out of, the, out of the classroom. So that was me. That I was that guy. Okay. And I asked these questions because that's how I learned. I learned by asking questions. And what I found out later is that a lot of people that, uh, that were in the class, yeah, they rolled their eyes when I was asking questions. But as they got answers to my questions, they always appreciated that I asked those questions. And they told me later that they appreciated that. So I guess there was some good that came from it, but I was still that dork, okay? Uh, Number four here, uh, fourth characteristic of a coachable person is uh, don't be afraid to fail. Do not be afraid to fail. Have a willingness to put yourself out there. You're going to have stuff that fails, Not everything you do is going to work. In fact, I'm telling you, know that failure is expected. It's required. Some of the things that you're going to do is just going to flat out bomb. It's going to tank. It's not going to work. You're going to learn what to do and what not to do. It's it's almost more important to learn what not to do. In fact, I I tell young uh, students, uh, chiropractic students, go and visit clinics. If you don't visit 15 to 20 clinics before you are out of school, you've failed. Go and visit. Watch how chiropractors practice. Set foot into 15 chiropractic clinics so you can see how they do stuff because you're going to see some really stupid stuff. You're going to see some really dumb stuff. And why would you want to go and and witness that? So that you don't do it. Does that make sense? Learn what stuff is dumb and silly or arrogant or contradictory. You know, go see it. Go feel it. Go hear it. See the stuff that's out there because you're going to learn some ways not to do stuff. And, And that's important. That just saved you tons of time of doing stuff wrong in the future. So... 
get out there, you know, be, be okay with failure, whether you're witnessing it by somebody else or that you're actually doing it yourself. But, you know, don't be afraid to try stuff, man. You gotta, you gotta try stuff. And, uh, and that's how you find stuff that really actually works. Okay. Number five, uh, characteristic of a coachable person, value small nuggets, knowing that they are huge. You know, this is something that, that happens a lot in, in my coaching when I'm, when I'm, coaching other docs, I can share a bunch of stuff with people and, they, and, and, after, and they're kind of half listening because they're waiting to hear the home run. What they're, what they're expecting and what they're wanting me to tell them is a million dollar idea. That everything, you know, every, every time we're on the phone together that they're going to get some million dollar idea. And I'm telling you right now, that is absolutely not the case. You are not going to get a million dollar idea from a coach every time you talk to them. That's just stupid. That's stupid thinking. And that's arrogant thinking. So don't expect that. But do expect this. You are going to get something from every coaching session, from whoever you're coaching with. You are going to learn something in every interaction. Every time I've networked with another business professional in my community, whether I'm meeting with an attorney or I'm meeting with um, you know, a mechanic that runs a business or... Uh, a medical doctor of some sort or a dentist or, you know, somebody that I just uh, care to know and, and how they're influencing the community. I, every time I'm meeting with somebody, I'm learning something from how they do things. And be open to that, that you're just going to get a, a nugget. And sometimes just the slightest little thing that you learn is going to make a big difference in how you think. And how you think determines how you act. And how you act determines your results. So just remember that sometimes the nuggets are small ones. Number six is take personal responsibility. You know, the coach can coach you, can give you the plays, can tell you, you know, things that you can do, should do, um, those kind of things. But ultimately, you have to take personal responsibility to apply them. Okay? Uh, Coaches should never take credit but they should also never take blame, okay? So take the personal responsibility to do with the information that you receive what you feel is best. Follow your heart and take personal responsibility for implementation, which is number seven, implementation, an actual plan to take good ideas and make them come to fruition. Recently, uh, in a in a staff meeting, we were all required to give two goals, two business goals that have to do with our career that we want to accomplish in the coming year. And after everybody got done sharing their two business goals, I looked at everybody and I said this. Now, you can take that little piece of paper that you all wrote on and you can like tape it to your computer screen. You can tape it in your office or stick it on the mirror in your bathroom. But if you don't actually have a plan, a plan for how you want to accomplish it, then it's just going to be a goal that's taped to your mirror. That's all it's ever going to be. If you don't actually work out a plan and then actually do it, actually implement your plan. And once you verbalize it, and so that's, that's the one cool thing that we did is we verbalized what our goals were because once you verbalize, now you have the opportunity to be held accountable by your colleagues and we can help each other and we can encourage each other and we can push each other 
and hold each other accountable to accomplish them. One of the, one of the goals I had was for me to contact in, in this coming year, for me to contact 200 of my past patients and just make, con- make a personal contact and connection with them um, that, because they haven't been in to see me uh, recently. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out to 200 people. Now, I can say that or I can break this down. I can divide 200 by 12 and then I can take that number and divide it by four and then I can know exactly how many people I need to contact each week for me to accomplish this. And my little secret goal is to actually double my effectiveness so that I can actually be done with it by the end of June. That would be twice as effective and twice the production. So that's kind of my little secret goal is to double up. So if you don't have a way, okay, and you know, I, I can't stop there. I can't just say, okay, I've broken this down to X number of people that I need to contact each week. But then you got to decide, okay, on what day or days of the week am I going to make these phone calls? Am I going to send out these text messages or these, these emails? How am I going to reach these people? And then what hours am I actually going to do that? So you got to break it down that, that minutely to, you know, Monday morning between 9.30 and 10 a.m. That is the time that I'm going to dedicate to doing my reach out for that day. Okay, so... And write down, write down those activities and that implementation plan. Because if you don't do that, then you're just winging it. And just winging it gives an opportunity for failure. And, and it's not going to happen. And then you're going to be bummed out that you didn't reach your goal. And it's just a bad cycle to be in. So these are the top seven things um, for you to, uh, the top characteristics of somebody that you know is coachable in business. So uh, review this. Okay, uh, go back to this, listen to this more than once so that you uh, get it and understand. Take notes if you need to. Uh, share this information. Okay, as always, I want this information, this food, this fodder to go from me to you, to your brain and to your heart so that you share it to your staff, to the people around you, to your associates so that you can make disciples out of disciples out of disciples and everybody can pay it forward. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Stay hungry, everybody. Cairo Feast.